tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world-governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Good morning, Swarm! And welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am, you know I'm here to do. I am here to rock! Here we go. Joining me as always is my good friend and yours, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? And on the ones and twos, the man, the myth, the legend, Jay Nice, Johnny Wooders. Sammy Tease. What is it? Smooth Sammy Sweet tea? Sammy Sweet tea. Sammy T. Sweet right. Sammy T. Yes, we all. Simulation yeah, yeah. Like Sweet Sammy T, dog. Uh, we have we don't smoke the same. Big news about to be on Rockfin. You got to go check it out. You're going to get premium content of uh, them, their shows, their mystery boxes, all that stuff available on there. As you know, Jay Nice show that allows me to co-host uh broken simulation is on there as well yes and the goats uh, and, and greatest, greatest of, of all time, time yes Sam sports Lee. talk sports talk. breaking it down that's all available there with my new show uh, my show that's doing very well there very blessed zero the spiritual podcast which helps me get through all of uh this chaos that we're if in. you want to hear the uh the newest broken simulation at its full two hours 20 minutes length yeah johnny <laughs> abuses me is that uh johnny a- i could do an hour okay let's do an hour you Boom, didn't say our- you could do an hour i always it's, say that johnny it's at uh rockfin.com slash broken simulation and patreon.com slash broken simulation unedited it's all oh, johnny i uh this is my show respect my authority okay he gets it. That's he gets it. He doesn't get it. He's showing. He's got on the screen right now. He's showing our Patreon. <laughs> you made him work two hours, guys. I want to take a moment, real quick, to thank everybody from Austin, from the really hot chicks to uh, to all the swarm that show up. Thank you guys so much. I love you all so much. Uh, without you, all the hot chicks, all the cool dudes, all the ladies, all the gentlemen, and everything in between, okay? Uh, I appreciate you coming to my show. I love you very much. We were the first time we, we sold out that room. It's the first time a pre-sellout happened, meaning before the show, and I'm very thankful for you all coming out and showing me love. And uh, first time I ever sold out merch on the road. I, I'm, you know, for a guy 26, 27 years into something to be hitting milestones like this, again, I can't do it without the swarm. And I love you very much. Your support means the world to me. Again, on Rockfin, uh, you know, you support me there. Big news, Conspiracy Social Club, a.k.a. Deep Waters, is now available on there as well. So go check that out. Very excited about that. If you want to see me live, go to uh, samtriplee.com. I will be in Phoenix next weekend. That is April 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. I'm at the House of Comedy. I have Howie Dewey from uh, uh, Cash Daddies will be featuring for me and my good friend, 
uh, Carlisle Forster. She will be opening. Uh, it's, uh, two wonderful people. Very excited about having them on. And then the following week, I am in Indiana at Indianapolis, he, at the Indianapolis Heliums with my good friend Zane Helberg. Huh? Look at me. I'm bringing women and Jews on the road. <laughs> what a nice guy I am. So come support me. All those tickets, all those, you can grab your tickets at Sam Tripoli dot com uh you can get all my videos at sam com. there are still people on youtube asking me uh <laughs> where is tim Foha? listen to me man we're, we're we're discussing right now about making a separate uh separate uh youtube channel for it i don't know man i like i i really like it being on uh, SamTripoli.com, Rockfin, Odyssey. I just like, they don't want that content. Why do I, why do I want to go where we're not wanted? Yep. And it's not like you're paying over there. It's free, well, completely yeah. free. It's, you, you say you're not wanted, but you're wanted by the users of the platform, just not by the platform. So that, I mean, that's... Well, okay. Can I be honest with you? Because when they took down my, my, my web, my last, the last time they took down a channel, they send you this this warning that says you are no longer allowed to post on YouTube ever again. But you're still posting. I mean, your channel's still up. Yeah, but they gave me my channel back. Right. Do you understand? Like, if they take your channel down... Makes no sense, yeah. You're not supposed to be... So things like Broken Sim, Cash Daddies, all these other wonderful... My stand-up... Which, by the I, way, it seems like you put some up there. Yeah, I'm starting to put them up there. My opiate for the asses yeah, that I like there. to do. You know, I like to put that stuff up there. Okay? And it's just like, I, I just, why am I going to do that? When I, all you have to do, like when you go to YouTube, you put in Tinfoil Hat or you put in Sam Tripoli. Guess what? You can just go to address bar, put in samtriplee.com, and all the videos are there. Yeah. And then if you want it on an app, it's on Rockfin, it's on Odyssey, it's it's everywhere. I just, I, you know, people have their apps that they use for podcasts, and a lot of people's is YouTube. They watch all their podcasts, and they don't want to go to I understand. Or they watch, a lot of people watch them on TV, and they have the app on that's, TV. That's like, the, my argument, because I do yeah. watch them on like, the good ones. like the, I'm, I'm uh, thinking, dude, it's just like, we'll why see. am I going to kiss... This guy, these people's ass. No, I don't. Not think, the listeners, but way. YouTube, yeah. dude. Yeah, don't look at it though. But way. they're coming for me. Look at it. They got me on to... a twerking video. Yeah. I mean, they literally said this was too. Imagine if you took up all the twerking videos. Uh, listen, man, there is naked yoga on YouTube. You can see God's hole and titties on YouTube. But I put a twerking video on there, and they said it's too sexual. Do you understand, man? Yeah, I mean, look at that, dude. I mean, they're coming for me, you man. Want, you want me to show this? I on mean, this like, video. yeah, show it to them. I mean, that I did something not even that bad with political talk over it, and they took it down. I mean, what do you want, man? They're coming after us. They didn't. And it's just like, listen, man. If you, we all agree the censorship is bullshit. People crying about Facebook censorship. You know how you stop it? Stop going on Facebook. Morning for parents with small children. I'm going to show some twerking in three, two, one. Look how look how you smile. It makes everybody happy. Yeah, yeah of course it does. So right? go to rockfin.com now. Cause- go to rockfin because all your favorites are there. My Conspiracy Social Club, Zero, Tim Fall Hats on there, Broken Sims on there. 
the grace of all times on there. We don't smoke the same. Check it out. Go to samtriplet.com. You can get premium content there as well. And your merch is there too. Yeah, uh, go to uh, timfallhattshirts.com and see all the merch. This shirt is selling like hotcakes. Get it while you can before oh. before the empire comes. Bom, 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 and there's a white bom, edition bom. too of that. Yes, there's both. Uh, I'm fat, so I like the black. I like the black. I'm all about black in every way, shape, or form. From you, my you. women to my pornography, okay? <laughs> I'm all about that action. Uh, anything else, guys? Did we forget anything? We love you very much. Uh, Thank you guys so much for support. This is a fun conversation. I hope you enjoy it. It's a lot about, it's about uh, interdimensional beings, high frequency, low frequency, angels, fallen angels in the Bible. Enjoy the show. Okay, let's get into it. We got another banger. I'm super excited to have this gentleman on. He is a rapper that covers conspiracies in his music. He's been on the Tim Fall Hat Show. Please welcome to the stage from Destiny's Lab, Ark. How are you, brother? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me back. And uh, I want you to introduce our guest. I'm super excited to have him on. He's an author, and he deals with a very special subject. But you know the details of uh, what he's been studying. So could you introduce our our other guest? Yes, uh, we have with us Joseph Jordan, who is an author of a new book, Piercing the Cosmic Veil. He is a MUFON researcher with over 25 years' experience. Uh, studying firsthand abduction experiences, what he specializes in, has collected hundreds and hundreds of testimonies with his group, the CE4 Research Group. So he's an amazing researcher and offers what's called the unwanted piece of the UFO puzzle. All so, right. Really jo- great uh, uh, Joseph, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, very expect, uh, very excited to have you on. Real quick, you're uh, from, coming from South Korea, is that correct? That's correct. Uh, what made you go to South Korea? Well, I was working at the Kennedy Space Center out of Florida during the shuttle program, and as the shuttle program wound down, I figured I'd start looking for you know other opportunities for employment, and thought about taking advantage of you know overseas contract work you know, in the same field that I'm in, which I'm a safety professional, and I can pretty much go anywhere with any company because they all have safety professionals. And come to find out that the same company I was working for at the Space Center had overseas contract work, and they had a position open up in South Korea, and I thought, you know, let's take advantage of uh, letting somebody else pay for my way to see, you know, other parts of the world. So I opted for South Korea. It's It's a beautiful place. Uh, you know, the pay is good. The employment's good. And, you know, I got a chance to see the Far East. I grew up as an Army brat seeing all of Europe. So I've now seen 17 countries, you know, under my belt on my passport. So it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's a nice place to be. That's awesome. I, I As a stand-up comic, I've been blessed to travel the world as well. Uh, and just to get a, a macro understanding of humanity is, uh, I, I would recommend it to everybody. It's good to get out of your bubble and see the world. Now, Ark, before we get into our discussion, a uh, little bit about Destiny's Lab, man. I, I love what you do. You send me some music. It's great. Can you tell us a little bit about Destiny's Lab? Yeah, uh, I've been making music for over 20 years now about all kinds of the strange paranormal uh, 
conspiracy theories, aliens, secret societies. I talk about transhumanism, uh, the connection, eugenics, evolution, and all these kinds of things that are uh, uh, kind of off-the-wall topics, and I do it from a biblical perspective. Uh, I kind of come from uh, a background where I'm a special effects makeup artist and uh, creature designer. So I used to live in Los Angeles, and I wanted to make aliens. I wanted to be abducted. And and during that time that I was uh, looking into abduction experiences, uh, I kind of started recognizing a pattern, and which led me to discovering the work of Joe Jordan, among many other amazing uh, uh, Christian fringe researchers, because I had studied it from every other, the worldly point of view. I'd read all the books, but none of them kind of put all the pieces of the puzzle together until I started looking at it from a, a biblical point of view, studying the book of Enoch, the fallen angels, uh, and how they're all interconnected to this. And I became, through my research, became convicted to somehow present this in a way that, that may reach people that may not otherwise investigate these things. So I started making music about it. Uh, it officially formed, it started in the late 90s, officially formed Destiny Lab in, in 2004. And now we've got uh, uh, five albums available at our, our website, destinylab.com, if you want to check it out. Uh, hundreds of songs. And we've got a YouTube channel where we talk. I've got my own podcast as well called Digging for the Truth with Mark and Neo that I do with my brother. And uh, we dig really deep into all these different subjects and uh, as well as make the music about it. So I love it. I love it. And I just owe you an apology. It's Destiny Lab, not Destiny's Destiny Lab. <laughs> Destiny's yeah, got like a Destiny's child, child, okay? Not a lab. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, um, what we're getting into here and Joseph, I want to talk to you about this. Uh, you know, I have had conversations with Ark before and I know that he comes from a religious, uh, uh, you know, point of view when he, uh, he starts studying these things. Not religious. Sorry, let me correct you. Not religious. Okay. I, 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 you're a nice guy because you let me fuck up the name of your rap group and you didn't say anything, but you know, I, I respect that. So you're spiritual. Is that what you say? Is it spiritual? Uh, I have a biblical point of view, but I am not, I'm a non-denominational Christian. All right. So I respect that. Associate any religion, religious I, I, denomination. I, I appreciate you 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 uh let me know how you want to be labeled i totally respect that uh so non-denominational christian can we say christian in there is that yeah. okay yep. okay so joseph going to what what i want to ask you is this is mm-hmm. uh i'm assuming there is a Chris, christian aspect to what you do and in terms and i could be wrong on this is there a christian aspect of your research Yes, I found a Christian aspect of the research. I didn't start out that way. I started out 27 years ago into this UFO phenomenon, um, coming from no interest to an interest into it um, as an agnostic humanist. That was my worldview perspective of this, looking at it as nuts and bolts, you know, um, scientific method of it, and did not find answers, and then eventually was exposed to the new age metaphysical realm and looked at it from that perspective. And then eventually was exposed to Christianity. And that is the perspective that I still look at it from. So unlike most researchers into the UFO phenomenon, I've had an opportunity to look at this phenomenon from three different distinct perspectives. 
And it's this one perspective that seems to have the most answers for what this phenomenon actually is. And, and that's what the work is that I share and okay. the findings of the research that I share. And I want to get into that. But my, so obviously this is a show called Tim Fall. I hope Art told you that. Um, and it comes from obviously a conspiracy point of view. And that's the reason the name was picked. We wanted to take was the most demonized term when it comes to conspiracies. I thought Tim Fall hat. Okay. I'm going to name myself. It's like NWA. I'm going to, I'm going to own the, own the name, own the, uh, the phrase. Right. So as you go down this journey, we hear a lot of talk of, about a, a flat plane, a, a, a flat earth, a realm of firmament. Now, when I hear about you, you used to work at NASA now I'm thinking like how do these two things come together and and, and where do, where's your stance on that because I'm open-minded to what everybody wants to believe you know and I'll give you my my opinion on this but uh, I would like to know from your point of view being someone who was in NASA and now that someone who has done research uh, into uh, extraterrestrial aliens whatever we want to call them from a Christian point of view how does that work well, 27 years of research into this phenomenon and looking at it very in-depth, and like I said, from three different perspectives, um, what I have found is I don't see any evidence, and most of the researchers will back me up on this. I don't care where the perspective they come from. There's no evidence for an extraterrestrial life out there, none yet. It's a belief system. People want to believe that there is. People do believe that there is something out there. But there is absolutely zero, zip, nada evidence for anything else that's out there in the universe. At this point, we're alone, okay, as far as extraterrestrial biological entities. But is there something else out there? Biblical scripture says there is. Biblical scripture calls them the hosts of heaven. But they're in another, what, what science calls another realm and biblical scripture calls it another realm. Okay. Biblical scripture calls it a spiritual realm. Secular researchers call it an interdimensional realm. So it's a matter of terminology. I believe that separates us in understanding that there is something else out there besides us, but it's a matter of terminology that separates us on what we're actually looking at. But I think we're, this close to agreement on what we're dealing with. And I think more and more of this disclosure is coming out that is showing us that what we're dealing with is this interdimensional side. And from the Christian perspective, agree, we agree that, but we agree that it's also this spiritual connection. And the research that I've been able to bring forward shows that it is actually, this is that spiritual connection. Okay. I love this. Now, Obviously, being from an Asian country, the new Godzilla movie came out, which must have been a holiday out there. Okay, so (laughs) as the movie comes out, right, the big part of that is this firmament. We Mm -hmm. see this thing. God, King Kong throws the spear, hits the, the, the firmament in this movie and everyone's losing it in the conspiracy. Oh my God, they love conspiracies. Finally a movie for us, which I was one of them. I was very excited. Um, what, I, what are your thoughts on that part? Not the movie King Kong cause it rocked, but the, but the, the notion of a, a firmament. 
I don't agree on that. Okay, I, so that's where you in, disagree. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I just wanted to get that discussion going. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Athletic Greens, the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage I've ever tried, okay? With so many stressors in life, it's difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and give our body the nutrition nutrients it needs to thrive, okay? Busy schedule, poor sleep, exercise, stress, or simply not eating enough of the right foods, okay? This is where Athletic Greens can help, okay? Their daily all-in-one superfood powder is your nutritional essentials, okay? It is by far the easiest, most delicious nutritional habit that you can add to your health routine today and empower you to take over your health okay own your health ownership of your health that's what we're talking about i can't recommend this enough to friends or family okay one tasty scoop of athletic greens contains 75 vitamins minerals and whole food source ingredients including a multivitamin multi-mineral probiotic green foods blend and more that all work together to fill in the gaps in your diet, okay? Increase your energy and your focus, aid with digestion, and supports a healthy immune system. All without having to take multiple vitamins, multiple products, okay? So this is what what's going on right now, dude, okay? Right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during these spring months, okay? They are offering my audience free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packets with your first purchase. If you visit my link today, you're basically never have to buy vitamin D again. Okay. I just tell all my friends, all my family, I drink this every day, every morning, kickstarts my day, getting my multi, uh, my nutritional greens and getting my multivitamin, multimillionaire, probiotic, superfood to kick off the day. All right. I tell all my family and friends to do it. So this is what I need you to do. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil and join health experts, athletes, conspiracy podcasters, and health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every day. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil and get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packets today. But let's get into your research. What? Where do we start with what you've discovered? Well... What I started into was actually looking at UFOs. And I started in that early in my research, becoming a mutual UFO network um, field investigator. And that was 27 years ago. And I wanted to get into the field of ufology and try to find an answer to what we were dealing with. And that was dealing with UFOs at the time. Um, abductions was a newly talked about uh part of the phenomenon. It wasn't well researched at the time. We had some key people into it, but MUFON itself, the Mutual UFO Network, wasn't set up to investigate that part of the of the phenomenon. They were into the nuts and bolts investigation of the UFO sightings. Um, but that's where I started out. But the more I started looking at the the research itself of the phenomenon itself, the more I saw that the people that were saying that they were having this abduction experience, this sleep paralysis experience, or the contact contactee experience where they claimed communication with these entities, the more I realized that these people are the front line of this phenomenon. It's one thing to see lights in the sky, points of light, things darting around, but it's another thing to talk to somebody 
who's had their life turned upside down by actual believing they've been in the presence of these beings, whether it be a real presence or not. Um, my research shows it's not. But the idea that something's happened to them and they believe that it's happened to them. Um, I believe that that's where the answers were going to come from. And that's where we ended up turning our focus to away from more from the UFO sighting reports, but more toward the people dealing with the abduction experience. Because MUFON wasn't set up at that time to be able to truly investigate it the way it needed to be done, we set up a separate research entity called CE4 Research Group. And the reason for that was because we had to put it under some kind of organization to be able to build the research findings and documentation for it and make it available for peer review, which is the whole idea of research, making your work available for peer review to be able to get it accepted, you know, whether it be right or wrong, you know, in the long run. And we made it to where everything was available through all the years. We've had everything up on our website. Uh, we, we put everything out front at conferences. I've talked to, I've brought, the personal testimonies with me to the conferences where they can actually talk to them themselves. Um, the research findings that I put out there have been published in 37 different authored books over the years. So people are looking at this information and they're trying to, to understand it. But in the actual, you know, core uh, UFO community, the ones where you see the major conferences around, you know, around the, around the country, um, I'm not not invited to that. You know, like Ark says, I'm the unwanted piece of the UFO puzzle. I'm the piece that they don't want on the table because if you bring my piece to the table, that's going to change the picture that they think they're expecting to see. And that scares them, I believe, because there's if, if it if it changes to what it appears that we're 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 seeing it to be. That's a major change in the way people believe. Okay, if this truly is what it looks like with the research that we're finding, that this is a spiritual entity and a spiritual entity that's been captured in biblical scripture for thousands of years, that changes everything. We're not dealing with aliens at all. And that's a, that's a change. That's going to be a major mind change in the, you know, in, in the worldview of most of the planet, you know, and, and that's what I think that really you're seeing such a slowdown in disclosure because of that. I think people in the right positions realize that this is something that is going to make a major difference. I love this whole thing. I have, uh, I, I believe in a lot of, of this point. I, I believe that, you know, my personal thing is realms and dimensions. And this is, uh, and these, these entities that we're meeting are spiritual energy entities so i guess it could come down to how do you want to label them are they angels are they religious entities coming down but i 100 percent agree with this whole thing and i find it very interesting that your your piece of the puzzle is unwanted because i think it has to do with the fact that you know if we go into religion or spirituality or Christianity, whichever one you want to label it, then does that diminish the science of it? 
and not is, from our, our point of view, but from their point of view, the the scientists and their power on and control of information and how it's uh, how it's uh, consumed. Yeah, there's a there's a couple things involved there. The science of it, you know, which a lot of people are looking at, like if, if you've been watching the recent things on that have been released on TV. And the news media, you know, especially with the Navy seeing these things called the Tic Tac and the Pyramid, you know, and all of these major sightings with the with the military uh, out at sea on their, you know, their ships that have been tagging these ships and, the, you know, the aircraft out there. Um, these things are showing super high intelligent and far advanced technology. But if you look at it from the perspective of an interdimensional entity, and if you look at it from a biblical perspective, what we're seeing is not high technology at all. What we're seeing is actual ability of these entities. Because in Scripture, these entities have the ability to manifest into this physical realm. And what we're seeing are manifestations of the abilities of these entities. This is not technology at all. It's just that because they don't understand the, the secular realm, not understanding biblical scripture side of this and, and not accepting the biblical scripture side of it, don't understand what manifestation is. Don't understand that what's happening here from that perspective. So they can only explain it as this is high technology. But I don't believe that that's what we're seeing. I, I think what we're seeing is natural ability because the manifestation of a spiritual entity biblically is they're able to take the, when they come from the spiritual realm to the physical realm, they can take what the actual energy and matter that exists in our realm and form it temporarily to give it an appearance of whatever needs to be for us to see and for them to get their message across. And in every aspect, this phenomenon is deceptive. And in every aspect, anybody that, comes and becomes involved in this phenomenon, it has one outcome in every instance, every instance. It takes their eyes away from the one true God of biblical scripture. Okay? That is the outcome of every single person who becomes involved with this phenomenon. And, you know, when we talk about these entities being spiritual in nature, is what aspect of spiritual are we talking about? And that's when my research comes into play, because in every single case of hundreds of cases that I've worked with, these entities are deceptive in nature. They come here with communication to, to human beings that are anti-Christian, anti-Christ, anti-God, anti-creation, anti-Bible, always in their messages, never anti-any other ism on this planet. Yeah. Just one. Ah, I see what you're saying. I see and what they, you're saying. And they all respond to the name and authority of Jesus Christ. In every instance, during an experience, these people that are going through these horrific experiences can call out in the name and authority of Jesus Christ, and they stop. And through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, they can terminate this continuous life cycle of experiences in their life and terminate it to where they no longer have them. This is what my case histories show. And this is what's not wanted in this UFO phenomenon. 
this is the unwanted piece of the puzzle. Because if this is real, if this is all what it's showing to be, then there are consequences. <laughs> there are consequences for what you do. Okay, and and that's what scares people, because you know there, there's consequences for the things we do. That's that's part of what Christianity is. You know, um, it, it, in that that's I think that's the biggest fear in the whole thing. No, I got you. Hey, Art, could you mute yourself real quick because we can still hear the, uh, yeah, the stuff. No like, and just unmute when you're ready to talk, and you could jump in anytime. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, I didn't. I, I just. I could still hear it. So, um, so I, I think. I think so much of what you're talking about. Uh, I can, I understand the spiritual aspect, and you know, spiritual. I I, I have religious under there, whether it's Christian, whatever. Anybody, I, I really, I one hundred percent understand that uh, where you're coming from, and it, you know, for me, we always hear, you know, the problem with America is they got rid of God. I I personally don't believe they got rid of God. I think people have gotten out of organized religion and look to God, make a connection to God through themselves and not through a church where some guy who's human telling them what God thinks and what God acts like. So I don't see people getting less religious. I see people get more spiritual and that, and religion falls under that in that they're, they're connecting to God you know, almost in a peer to God type way over going to a church on Sunday and hearing somebody, you know, it's like Bill Burr's bit about, you know, going to church and hearing a guy tell you about God and how to live your life while you know that guy like stubs his toe and, you know, you know, farts and all that stuff that makes him a human being, right? So I, I understand what you're talking about, the notion that, you know, people are getting into scientism and away from, uh, you know, and and that leads to not wanting to look into is is spirituality a big part of our world and how that scares a lot of people? Because when you start talking about Jesus, you start talking about spirituality, you start talking about all that stuff. We have been just indoctrinated with the the thought that religion is ran by hypocrites and because these people are hypocrites that the religion is hypocritical and i say that's not true at all the religion is just a a, a paradigm of of beliefs it it is not good or evil it is it is not it is it is how the person taking those paradigms and how they apply it that is either good and evil if you want to use those terms, right? I mean, like, Christianity, Islam, you know, Judaism, like, those are just ideas. And the person taking those ideas and how they apply it to the rest of the world is what what is right or wrong. So when I hear about people talking about re- religion and, and, and interdimensional or, or other world, can we call them other world beings... I can see why they want to demonize that and they don't want to let you into the conversation. You know, it's like the laws of physics, man. There's, in my humble opinion, they're made because they don't want you looking at the stuff that falls out of the, 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 the laws of physics because that's the magical stuff that makes where we live so special. And if, if they box you into this 
this little box, it's, it gets very lonely, very sad, very depressing because it just means we're nothing special. We're speck of shits on a rock hurling through space. And that has been done to on purpose over a long period of time, man. So we get into this. I want to get into the biblical aspects of it, and then we'll talk about the people you have talked to. Uh, and Ark, if you want to jump in anytime, please. Please feel free to to jump in. I don't want to monopolize the conversation. But uh, Joseph, uh, can you get into a little bit of what the... Because, you know, very early into this show, some of the earlier episodes, I had people coming on going, dude, the Bible talks about aliens, okay? The Bible talks about beings, uh, otherworldly beings. A lot of those books were included into the Bible that were big parts that are kept out for, I think, reasons because people, again, they didn't want people to know how special we are. So, Joseph, where do you want to start with that? Well... I think that's a lot of people looking at the Bible from a viewpoint of wearing lenses of ufology. And you need to look at the Bible from its own perspective, from, from its own biblical perspective. And, that, and that's something that is very difficult for a lot of people to do, to bring a preconceived notion to looking at Scripture. You have to leave your preconceived notions so, you know, at home when you open up God's word and look at it, let it speak for itself. Because I had that same issue when I first started looking at biblical scripture as, as a ufologist myself, I started seeing UFOs everywhere in the Bible, but there aren't UFOs everywhere in the Bible. They actually tell you what they're describing in there. Somebody that looks at it through the lenses of ufology is going to see that the cloud that led the Israelites in the desert you know, it was a UFO, but it, no, it wasn't. It was a cloud. It tells you what it was. You go to Ezekiel, it tells you about the wheels within a wheels. No, that was a vision that Ezekiel had. It tells you it was a vision. It wasn't a UFO. You know, these are things that people try to use to sensationalize their ideas and try to use to get, you know, their subject matter and their beliefs across. But, you know, they're, they're taking and they're perverting something you know, to meet their their needs and their ends. But if you look at Scripture and, and let it read for what it says and what it is itself, you know, it's God's Word. It's God's message to humanity, okay? And it's a supernatural Bible. It's a supernatural work that couldn't have been written by man. There, If you really get into the, to the understanding of how it was put together, over 66 authors over thousands of years, you know, and you look at the fine thread that's unbroken from beginning to end, and the prophetics that were in there, the prophecies that were, were done, that were fulfilled, they're 100%, where you don't have any psychic or, you know, prophet in this world that's anywhere near, you know, 50%, more or less 100%, you know, that meets that kind of thing. So we're dealing with something that is absolutely supernatural. You want supernatural? Look at the Bible. There's nothing more supernatural anywhere on this planet, you know, and, and people just, they're afraid to look at it. You know, I, I don't, I'm not sure why. I mean, I was, and I still can't explain why I wasn't, but that's part of the warfare that the Bible talks about, you know, how we're so deceived. But I think they're looking at this wrong. It talks about beings on other planets. No, it does not. It talks about we're not alone in the universe. Yes. But those are called the hosts of heaven. These are the angelic beings. These are the other 
These are our, how should I say it? We're God's children. We're part, we're his creation. Okay. We're his family. Humanity is, but the other part of his family, our half brothers are the angelic realm. Okay. They're part of his creation too. Okay. We're all part of God's family, but they live in a different realm than us. They're not physical beings living on other planets. They're spiritual beings. Okay. They have the ability different than us. They have the ability to come here and manifest, like I talked about, temporarily into this realm. Okay. They come here as messengers, but you also have the fallen realm, the fallen demonic angelic realm that are decept are deceivers. They're here to deceive humanity. They're in war against God. And this warfare is talked about in the Bible from beginning all the way to the end. And if you re- if you read it all the way to the end, you find out who wins. Okay, it's already been prophesied, and if prophecy continues to be a hundred percent, pretty much guarantee that we're going to win in the end. Okay, but this whole thing, and to really put us put this in it, and most people don't like to talk about this, but in the prophecies in Scripture, it tells that in the end times, God Himself is going to send a strong delusion. Okay. And what we believe that we're seeing here in this UFO phenomenon and other parts of this paranormal realm is this strong delusion that God prophesied that he would send. Okay. But who's perpetrating this delusion? This demonic fallen realm is perpetrating the delusion. Okay. With lying signs and wonders, it says that you would see. We're seeing these lying signs and wonders now. But who's behind it? God is behind it. God is actually sending this strong delusion to deceive humanity. Why? Why would he do that? Because he's making humanity make a final choice. Are you for him or are you not? That's what we're seeing here. We are seeing one of the most powerful times in the history of humanity played out right in front of us. And I'm able to show you the evidence for it with my research that you're seeing it right now and you have a choice. And that's what this is all about. And that's what scares people. I'm sorry, really quickly. Could you explain what the, the affirmative uh, is in that choice? Like how how are you, if you're the affirmative, the affirmative in that choice is if you choose, okay, you choose God and you choose his side. He's offered you the greatest hope that you could ever get. That's eternal life with him. I guess what I mean is, what is, can you tell me what the wrong choice would be? Like, what, what is that? Well, you're asking what the illusion is, right? Or the well, delusion. no, but how do you put your faith in the delusion? What, what, what is an example of someone putting their faith in the delusion? It's, it's, the delusion itself takes you away from God. The delusion itself takes you to the belief that God isn't real, okay? Okay, that these entities are God, God, and you can be God yourself. The whole thing has its own belief system, and that's what I was part of at one time. That was my second perspective, because the UFO community is tied in with the New Age metaphysical realm, hand in hand. You go to any UFO conference, you go to the vendor area, it's full of the whole New Age UFO, New Age metaphysical uh, realm in the vendor area because they support, they walk hand in hand. 
most of the people that are involved in a UFO phenomenon, their 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 spiritual belief system is the New Age metaphysical realm. Got it. That's exactly which what is which is which is anti God, anti Christ. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, another thing to add. You know, he was talking about the delusion. That's what my shirt says here. Second, those Second Thessalonians two eleven. You know. That's what that verse is, and God will send a strong delusion, and this is what is happening. We are seeing this ultimatum come forth. We're seeing the secrets be revealed. The, uh, the externalization of the hierarchy, so to speak, is what, what some occultists have called it. Called it. But these, we're reaching like an event horizon point where it is coming down to that, where people that used to straddle the fence – now the spiritual realm is being externalized to the point where really we, I think we're, we're, when you look into the evidence, we are without excuse because it is so clear. It's not just Joe Jordan that's arriving at this conclusion. I arrived at this conclusion at my, through my own research and also being kind of on the flip side of wanting to be abducted. And there's all hundreds and thousands of other people that uh, on their own have arrived at the same conclusion through their own experiences and their own research. So it's not just us. It's not just a small pocket. It is a fringe study within Christianity because the church, most churches are afraid to talk about this stuff. And that is where you're right. Uh, spirituality is getting out there more in just the homes, which is how Christianity started. That's, you know, that's the best way to study is in a small group of, of just fellow believers, a small buddy Bible study where you can actually ask questions when you dig into these things and ask the tough questions. I mean, my whole goal has always been to search for truth. And if I rove at the conclusion that Satanist was the truth, I'd want to be the best Satanist I could ever be because I'm not into it for religion or you know, of what I feel to be real. I want what is real. So and real this quick is the thing that arrives at, to me, at least personally, what seems to be real. Okay. My question to you is like, when we start getting into uh, these delusions and stuff like that, is that, you know, and, and, and you know, I, I just have to ask these questions. The notion that we are all one with the universe, is that delusion? <clears throat> well, I would say, you know, we talked about that at one point in our earlier talk. I would say one of the one common theme that you'll see in all esoteric realms is the original sin of the garden repeated. In the garden, Eve was tempted with the serpent who told her, if you eat of this fruit, ye shall be as gods. If you look throughout scripture, when it describes Satan and the fallen angels, that's their entire goal is to trick us into thinking we are gods, that we can live through ever through our own power, our own goodness, our own good works, our own secret knowledge, whatever rituals, whatever it may be. There's all kinds of repackaged versions of this and costumes that these entities wear throughout time, depending on the belief system and the culture that they're trying to come to torment and and and. Uh, and twist this information on. And it's not just the alien realm. I know Joe specializes in that, but I've also researched into all contact of interdimensional beings, like the DMT realm, where people are trying to open their third eye and go in these DMT realms where they interact with these, uh, you know, electric elves or DMT elves, so to speak. These are real entities these, these people are talking to. And guess what? They tell you the exact same anti-Christian mm -hmm. story. One of the first things they will tell you is, hey, uh, just to let you know, Jesus is a great guy, but he was just an avatar like Buddha, like Krishna, like Muhammad. They're all the same. You can pick and choose. You know, truth is just this wheel and you can pick and choose and God will all lead you to the same position. 
I come the authority that truth is is absolute and unique. Truth is exclusive in its purest definition. If one thing is, you know, do we believe in absolute truth? If you say there is not there's no absolute truth, I would ask you, are you absolutely sure of that? So when we hear stories and, you know, on this show, we've delved very much into history is a lie. So much of history has been reworked, rewritten, so we never know who we are and how special we are. You know, the history of right now is, uh, you know, that the guy, the people who worship the sun god uh, basically put the Bible together. Is that true? Am I wrong about that? Joseph, you're shaking your head. Am I off on I, I don't, I, I, I'm not saying this is what I believe. I'm saying that is the narrative that's out there. No, I think that's part of the propaganda that's being put out there to, to disrupt the believers in the scripture. That's part of this. That's part of this strong delusion. That's part of the avenue that's, that's being taken to get people off track of scripture. Okay. This strong delusion, it's very particular in what it says in scripture about the strong delusion that it would be so powerful that, if possible, even the very elect would be deceived. So this thing is going to be incomprehensibly powerful, incomprehensibly complex, incomprehensibly layered upon layer upon layer. So you're going to see it coming at us from so many different angles, so many different perspectives, that whatever it takes to get us to to look away from God himself, that is what this delusion is, because the most, it, what it's going to do is get the strongest believer to say, no, I will not look away. I will stay in line because this is the fine. This is the final call. This is what it's going to take to get people to make that final decision for God in Jesus Christ. You know, in these testimonies that I have, these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of testimonies of people's terminating this experience, there's not one from from Allah, from Buddha, from Krishna, from Muhammad, from any other name but Jesus Christ. So this whole thing about the wheel that Ark was talking about, about the other names that, that are, you know, the other parts, that they all go to heaven? No, there's one name that's that's been able to stop this experience. There's one name that's been able to put these entities in that in their place, and that's the name of Jesus Christ. That's the one they come after. They're not coming after any other name. They're coming after that one. But yet that one is the one that stops them. Interesting. Interesting. And they happen to preach the original sin as their doctrine. You know, they happen to always talk about serpent beings. Their their symbol is the serpent biting its tail. There's so many uh, connections. The age of Aquarius, whether you're talking about the zeitgeist movement. Uh, and, and ancient aliens, all these things are parts of this deception to lead people astray, to spread disinformation. And I believe as well as things like the flat earth movement, even though I have many friends that believe that way. And, and I respect people that believe any way they want, but uh, you got to look at all these things in perspective, you know, evolution itself. Evolution is the thing that created the foundation for us to even believe in aliens to even exist. The idea that where there's water, there must be life, you know, well, before we believed they were 
uh, believed in evolution, these entities were still contacting people, but they were elves, they were fairies, they were Quakers on the moon, you know, all these things that fit with the paradigm and belief system of those times because they changed their disguise as we changed our belief system. And that's what you see when you investigate these things. And and you, if you investigate the word of God, you can guess to investigate how many uh, uh pieces of scripture we have compared to every other uh, ancient text of any kind, whether it's Homer or, uh, you know, all these great writers, Pluto, we have way more versions and texts of the, the old Testament scripture than any other ancient scripture. And I can send you proof that on top of proof that will back that up. And yet, People just don't want to look into it because it's unwanted. They don't want this thing to be true because that means that they have to change their belief system. They can't be the person they used to be. That's not true. That's the lie as well. The proof yeah. of it, the tr- is that God will accept you right where you're at. Jesus will accept you right where you're at, exactly how you are, because he died for your sins 2,000 years ago. He's already paid the price. You don't have to do anything yourself by being a good person. All you've got to do is accept that Christ is real and that he paid that price and penalty for you. That's it. It's as simple as the That's Christian. That's all I got to do, message. dude. Treat, I'm in. <laughs> and treat others as, you would, as you'd want to be treated and actually live this way. And the, and the proof is in the pudding. The proof is that it will change your – he'll change you after the fact. He'll accept you exactly how you are. But what happens is is people's wants and desires change. You suddenly start wanting to do these good things, help other people, not doing these other sinful things that, you know, lead you astray, you know. So, uh, you know, everyone has the freedom of choice, and that's what is so great about what God offered us in this life, the freedom of free – the freedom to choose, free will – and that is the reason he did this is so we could choose to love him. You know, you think about it. Could you force someone to love you? And if God was just up in the sky, Jesus is up in the sky. Hey, guys, I'm here. Worship me. And we just every day had to worship God because he was there, you know, making us do it. That's a bunch of robots. God separated himself, the proof or, or the, uh, I guess, the evidence of himself on purpose so we could choose to love him of our own accord. But the evidence is overwhelming. The evidence is within our hearts. It's in the creation itself. You cannot have a creation without a creator. I mean, if you're walking through a forest and found a painting, you would know that a painter painted that. You wouldn't have to ever meet that painter to know that a painter actually made that painting. How much more complex is DNA in all of nature? And to think that that just arose by chance, we're, we're People are taking their brain out and just throwing it out the window and not thinking about this stuff. Um, you know, science has been hijacked by these same uh, deceptions. And um, this is what, 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 like I said, not only I've found, but so many other people have found investigating. I just implore people, don't believe me, don't believe Joe. Investigate these things for yourself. Investigate our claims and, uh, and see what you find. You know, Sam, there's some of the early ufologists were already finding these same problems, you know, and, and a lot of it is not being looked at, you know, it's kind of like they don't want to look at the prior history. You know, you talked about that history. How can we trust history? You know, J. Allen Hynek and, and Jack Vallee, you know, the early, the early pioneers of ufology, they were already seeing these same problems, you know, the same things that we're talking about. They're saying, man, this looks like the same demons of old, you know, 
the same mythology it looks like we're seeing here, but yet they don't want to talk about that now. You know, they didn't pursue that any farther. You know, the the, the, the later re- researchers they wanted to keep it all in the you know in the UFO and nuts and bolts aspect of it, so they could keep this whole thing going, keep keep the UFO circus going. You know, keep the conferences going. You know, you go to these conferences, you know, one after the other after the other. You don't learn anything new. There's no disclosure. There's no there's no answers to any of that. It's just a constant money making deal for somebody. You know. <laughs> I, I'm curious. Um, when we hear rumors, you know, nothing ever really confirmed about recovered crafts or possibly even corpses of these beings. Uh, have they? Do you think anything's actually been recovered? Uh, and and if so, what's the nature of? It? No, there's nothing out there. You know, I work for the, I, I've been with the biggest organization in the world, MUFON, you know, for 25, 27 years now. You know, they will tell you, we got nothing. You know, we got hundreds of thousands of reports since 1967 when they were founded, all on database, but they got nothing. We've got no answer, period, nothing. So all of these people coming forward, put your goods on the table, dude. Yeah. You, you haven't yet. You know, and when I come to a conference and I say, don't trust me, trust the evidence, I will bring as many of the living testimony with me. Go to my web, my YouTube channel, watch my, my conference videos. I bring the living testimonies, as many as I can get to the conference, and say, Talk to the evidence. This is real evidence. These people's lives have been changed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. These used to be totally distraught people because of the abduction experience. Their lives have been changed through the relationship with Jesus Christ. They're no longer having experiences. They've stopped them. They know what this is, and they can help you if you want help. And I've had people come to me and say, can you help me? And we've been able to help them. You know what that's called? That's called repeatability. And there's no other repeatability in the UFO realm. Nobody's been able to call down a ship twice. But yet, we can help people if you ask for it, just like the person before was helped. Okay. Yeah, so the other thing is it's not just abduction experiences. It's people that just suffer from sleep paralysis sure. itself. There's a lot of people that suffer from sleep paralysis. I mean, really a lot of people, like I would say the majority of people, and that can happen just naturally as well or with certain medications, but there's people that are tormented for decades through sleep paralysis, seeing shadow beans, the hat man, the incubus, succubus type beans. This same thing works. The name and authority of, of Jesus Christ works in, in expelling these entities, and they don't return. And so that's the other thing you find. It's not just the alien abductees. It's all aspects of sleep paralysis, all aspects. What is sleep of, paralysis? Uh, channel entities or uh, people used to channel beans or were playing with Ouija boards and start getting tormented by beans. There's many doorways, DMT. There's many doorways to for these uh, entities to start tormenting people. It's funny. This parallels the story of what is Lindsay Sharman's story. You know, she had sleep paralysis and this entity was this dark being was coming to her and, and tormenting her. And then the one time she called on the name of God, as you recall, she, uh, the thing just disintegrated before her eyes. As, as yes. I recall, like right as it was about to like mount her, you know, be right on her. So, hey, Ark, uh, you said you were trying to get abducted. 
What's the protocol? Me and Sam yeah. always talk about how it only on. happens. Before you go there, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's a great question. But I want to stay on sleep paralysis for a second. Remember, yeah, pin, yeah. put a pin in that question. Um, sleep paralysis, what is it? If it, if, it, if it involves demonic possession, what exactly is sleep paralysis? And I'm sorry I asked that while you were on a rant. My apologies. I thought you were done. My bad. I'm going to get yelled at about talking over the guests. But uh, what is sleep paralysis? Well, I know you and I talked about this in our first podcast a little bit, um, Sam, where uh, there's all these doorways that open this up. And what's really fascinating is if you study the people who claim they have sleep paralysis or abduction experiences, I would say 9 out of 10, 90% of these people have in some way opened doorways from messing with the occult, playing with Ouija boards, being deeply involved with the New Age or occult realms. And if it, and if it happens to children, you'll find that their parents were deeply in, involved with the occult. This is so common that it's pretty much everyone, everyone that really has, you know, long-term sleep process or abduction experiences has some sort of doorway that they opened up. Just like the idea that, you know, you got to invite a vampire to come into you. There's some truth to that. These demonic beings work through invitation and they're familiar spirits are familiar to you. They can appear as your grandma. They can tell you all the things that you need to know. They'll convince you. They can bring you healings, good things like Reiki energy, all these things that seem positive. This is all part of the carrot on the stick to nowhere. Who do you know that's enlightened? Who do you know that's reached this pinnacle of, you know, that figured it out. None of us, all of us are in the same boat. We're all sinners. We're all in the same fallen state. And we need someone who is perfect, who was the Christ Jesus that actually can pay that price can actually be that key to offer us the doorway to eternal life, which is what our search should all be about is how can we like figure this out and how can we make it not stop? How can we be together after, you know, when we die, those questions are all there and it's free for the taking. Joseph, uh, your thoughts on sleep paralysis? I agree with pretty much everything he says there. But keep in mind, and you know, I'll, I'll state this one for you know the for everybody to understand: sleep paralysis, along with sighting reports, along with abduction reports, um, statistics show that ninety-eight percent of all of it um, can be understood for possibly being other things, you know, contributing to making it happen. Um, there are people that deal with illnesses. There are people that deal with medications that cause it. But there are those instances that people are dealing with the spiritual nature, spiritual aspect to it. Uh, don't get us wrong that every single sleep paralysis incident is a, you know, a demonic experience, not every single one. Yeah, not I, every single I, experience of alien abduction memory is a demonic experience. Not every UFO sighting is a demonic experience. Don't get us wrong on that. Okay, we're not trying to say there's a demon under every bush. That's yeah. not it at all. I get sleep um, paralysis if I sleep during the day, like if I get irregular sleep. But there, I never felt any dark presence or anything. It's just this and, brief feeling well, of being trapped in my body and then waking up. So, sure, and and that's. In, in a lot of instances, it's a natural phenomenon that happens to people. But there are there are memories that people have because of the experience. And that's where we start looking at that. When people come to us going, you know, I've been having these sleep paralysis. And I've dealt with a lot of people who ha- have sleep paralysis experience. And the memory is 
along with the sleep paralysis is they have a memory of an abduction experience. They go hand in hand. Okay. And, and that's why we bring both subjects up because when you have a sleep paralysis experience and it, you have a memory that comes with it. Now we're dealing with something that is not just a natural phenomenon. Okay. Where did the memory come from? And this is something I want to bring up on abduction experience and the memory of it. Okay. There's no evidence at all anywhere, anywhere that anybody has ever taken during an abduction experience. None. Again, zip, not a zero. Okay. What I have found in the research by asking the right questions and going back and doing this research properly is that everything that the abduction experience seems to be is an implanted type of memory, like a false memory that's been given to these people during the sleep state, during the dream state. And the reason I say that is because when you look at it and ask the right questions in depth, all of the senses in the memory are not recorded. It's like it's, it's a sensational experience memory. It's like if you go to see a play, if you guys have ever been to a play, if you go to a play and let's say the play up on the stage you're looking at, they, they, they're, they're, the setting is a living room. Okay, they're only going to put enough objects up there for you to grasp the concept that you're looking at a living room. Not every detail is there. Well, guess what? The abduction experiences is exactly the same way. Not every detail is there. There's a reason for that, because it never really happened. They're doing the same type of thing as a play. They're giving you just enough sensational memory so you go, oh, I remember that. That was horrible. I remember where I was at. I was on this ship. I had this experiment. But did it really happen? No. But the memory was sensational. It was horrific. The question has always been, which is where the focus needs to be, but it hasn't been, is who's the playwright? Because that's what we're looking at. And when you start getting down to it and looking at it and getting all the answers to it, that playwright is evil, wicked, mean, and nasty, and it's an interdimensional entity. And that's what we're trying to show here. Is it God that's doing that because he was challenging us or it, that's putting this? Because we've had guests on to say that there's a chance that God is both God and the devil, which fits into your whole thing about deception. No, God is, God is bringing the strong delusion. But he's letting the demonic entities perpetrate the delusion. Okay? Now you remember, who created evil? That didn't create itself. God created God. everything. Okay? But he's using them to perpetrate his delusion. So interesting, dude. It's like, so you've had, you've, how many people do you think you've interviewed about abductions? Over 600. Whoa. Okay, so you've interviewed over 600. So when you hear things about like the missing 411 stuff and people who have experienced uh, missing time and stuff like that, that's all planted memories in your belief? Yes. Now, the 411, that's a whole different concept. Um, David Palladis with his 411 stuff, I think that's a whole different thing that's been brought into this field. I think that uh, should be separated from this whole thing. I think that's something totally separate that needs to be looked at, you know, totally separate from all of this. I don't believe it has anything to do with abductions because now you're talking about people physically missing 
in natural national forests. Okay. Um, you know, I have my whole thoughts. I've watched a lot of that stuff. I saw him talk at a conference. I see what he's doing there. He's brought this into a realm that people are highly gullible to a lot of crazy stuff. And, you know, a lot of people are getting sucked up into it, uh, just like all the other things out there in this realm. But I don't believe it's part of this abduction thing at all because the abduction experience is not physical, okay? It can leave physical attributes to a person, but it is not, these people aren't being taken anywhere. These people aren't disappearing and not coming back. This 411 stuff has got nothing to do with the abduction experience. Okay. So you want to ask well, your question well, now? I was going to ask you something else. Do you think everybody like Bob Lazar and all those are just sent out by the government to make us like think that they're around pretty much? Like Project Bluebeam? Well, you know, I don't know if you got a chance to see the movie that, uh, what's his name, Robert Dardy was in. Um, you know, we know there's people out there that are plants by the government. These guys are, and, and they've been exposed, and they're still out there, and the people are still trusting them for information. You know, and, and, and that's crazy. Um, I think, I don't think the government is the one that's doing this cover-up stuff. You know, what I discovered a long time ago, the cover-up is amongst the researchers we're relying on for the truth, you know, because I found out way in the beginning when I came across my first case that was able to be stopped. You know, when, when the researchers were saying you couldn't stop it, when I found out later that by talking to them that they also had cases that had been stopped, you know, right there I realized that they were covering up. So, you know, forget the government covering up stuff. The government's just running with our craziness. That's what I believe. The government's taking advantage of us falling for this crazy stuff, you know? I mean, we're giving them the best cover-up for secret technology that they could ever, they couldn't buy what we're giving them, you know? Our craziness is giving them a free cover-up for, you know, keeping all their secrets, you know, hidden from the other governments. And at most levels, do they know the truth of, you know, the reality of what these sightings are. Oh man. I really, I really do think there is a group that does. Um, if you've studied anything about, uh, Ray Boucher and the Collins elite, Nick Redfern wrote about this in final defense. Um, there was a government agency that contacted state director, Ray Boucher, who was a, was a, uh, a Christian minister and a state director for MUFON. They singled him out to talk to him and, and said that they had, they realized what they were dealing with and they were scared. And, you know, I'm looking at and listening very intently to uh, Louis Elizondo. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm seeing these guys and, and looking at what they're trying to tell us without really telling us. And I think they know what this is and they're just afraid to give it full blown answers they want us to say it not them say it they want us to figure this out to any extent are is the government at any level in league with these dark forces would you say i think there are aspects of it that probably are and don't realize what they've gotten themselves into okay interesting so much it's just such an interesting you know, it's just like when people go, is everything a conspiracy? And I go, yeah, <laughs> everything's a conspiracy. And people are just like, what? how is that possible? I go, because they've hidden everything. 
our, 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 you know, from who we are, where we're from, our history, our symbolism, our words, our food, our drink, our, our water, our air, everything they've just messed with because it's been such. They're doing a, it right now with the coronavirus. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um. Are there any interesting uh, interviews you've done with abductees that stand out? Oh, yeah. Uh, one of my first ones that uh, it brought me to my knees. Oh, man, I'll never forget it. When I first came across my first case and realized what I was dealing with, and, you know, I, I really hadn't. I mean, I, I recognized what I was dealing with, and I knew I was onto something bigger, but I, I wasn't grasping the enormity of the whole thing yet. And at that time, I was working at a boat company. I worked 24 years at one of the biggest boat companies in the world, and they're in Florida. And when I first got into UFOs, you know, the guys I worked with, they were just ribbing me every which way. And there was one good friend of mine that worked there. He had the best jokes, you know, <laughs> on uh, throwing at me for being involved in all this stuff. And, you know, and he used to just rib me every day on, you know, with a new one. And then one day, right after I came to the truth with that first experience I came across and after talking to those leading researchers and understanding that I was on to something big, I, this wasn't a, you know, an odd thing. This was something that had been covered up and there were more cases like it. All of a sudden he calls me. I was on second shift at the time. Uh, I was running a weld shop in uh, at product development and engineering there. And I was working second shift and I just gotten home late at night. And he calls me and uh, he says, and he was in total distress. And he says, man, I need to talk to you. And I said, what's up? And he says, uh, man, I just, I am so sorry for, for, for saying all the things I've said to you. And then I said, dude, what is up? And he says, I've been having these experiences and, and I was just afraid to tell you, you know, and, but I've got to tell you now. And I says, why is that? He says, they've really turned bad. And I said, well, you know, it's a uh, Tuesday night and, you know, Thursday night's my last night. How about we get together Friday? You know? And he says, okay, okay. You know, he, and because we were working for, for four ten, so we would both be off on Friday. So the plan was to get together Friday. Well, I thought, no problem. You know, I can hold off till Friday. He can hold off till Friday. Well, Thursday night, he calls me again, and he is just in sheer panic. And, I mean, this guy is totally distraught. And he's going, dude, dude, you got to help me. And I'm going, man, what's going on? He says, they're pissed at you. And I says, what? He says, they're pissed at you. I've been taken, and they keep taking me. I'm going, what? He, I said, what are they pissed at me about? He says, they know They know that you know the truth. And that just brought me right to my knees. Here's communication coming from these entities through him to me. That's That's crazy. got together with him Friday. I brought a, another researcher with me and I brought a friend of his that knew what I was doing. And we met with him Friday morning, early Friday morning. Guy hadn't slept all night. 
what had happened was him and his girlfriend had been on a dart team, you know, going from bar to bar playing darts. And uh, they had left the first bar going to the second one, and he wasn't driving. She was. And while they were driving and going down the road, all of a sudden he goes into this sheer panic attack, and he realizes he's getting taken, and he's freaking out, and his girlfriend doesn't understand any of this. She doesn't know what's happening. And then he just slumps over in the seat, in the passenger seat. Oh, my she's, God. Yeah, she's freaking you know, and she pulls off the side of the road checking for a pulse, figured he might have had a heart attack or something. Pulse was there, and he was only out for about two minutes and then just jerks back up, and he's just totally freaking out. And to him, he had been gone a long time, okay? This is that time distortion thing that they talk about during an experience. And he had, he had just, he was able to tell her, you know, that, this horrible thing had just happened to him. And he's trying not to tell her, you know, and that he'd been having these experiences. So he finally gets calmed down. They get to the next bar. They make it through another dart tournament and they leave again. And it happens again. Okay. Well, this is when he had called me, they finally made it home. And this is when he called me on that Thursday night. And he's telling me all this on Friday morning. And, I said, have you finally told her what's going on? And uh, he said, yeah, I finally did when we got home. And while we were sitting there going through this whole story Friday morning with him, he's all of a sudden he's sitting there in a chair and he goes, they're coming again. And I went, what? And he goes, they're coming again. And my partner, a Christian also, gets up, and it was a female girl, that was working with me goes over behind him, puts her hands on the, on the back of his shoulders and starts praying out loud. You can't take him in Jesus name. He's ours. You know, he's a, he's a child of God because he actually was a believer, uh, raised Catholic, but still a believer. And, you know, we're, we're rebuking the enemy and all of a sudden he totally calms down and gets his total peace on his face and looks up and goes, how did you do that? And I said, we didn't do that. I said, Jesus did that, and we can show you how, through him, you can continue to have that peace and no more attacks. That was the first time we were able to see this in action. But I tell you, that message that came from him, that these entities knew what I was doing, that was scary. That was really scary. I feel the same way with the CIA that listened to this show. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, guys. My my question to you is, you know, you've talked a lot about the flying saucers and all this stuff and how that's a lot of disinformation. Is your old employer a big part of that? Is NASA a big part of the disinformation movement about entities and all that? Because they seem, I mean, if we play this, if we kind of take a look at who started NASA, and it's like, you know, uh, Von Braun, Disney, uh, Jack Parsons, all into the dark arts occult. Uh, What are your thoughts on all that? Well, maybe when it started, yeah, and maybe... You know, a higher-up handful, yeah. 
But, you know, when it breaks down to your average worker um, that's, you know, working for NASA, you know, when I was at the Space Center out there, there were 15,000-plus people working there at the time of the shuttle program. You know, and most of them were, were people that I had known for 30, 40 years. You know, my neighbors, you know, people I'd gone to, you know, to, to, to school or work with in other places, you know, and they had no clue. You know, they didn't know anything. That was just a job to them. That was, you know, a family, you know, family history to them. Their fathers worked there. Their grandfathers worked there. You know, it's just a tradition. But did did they know anything about stuff like that? They had no clue. These were country boys raised in Florida, you know. They didn't know anything about any of that stuff. You know, it, there might be, you know, a handful at the top somewhere. Who knows? But your average guy, nah. And how do you keep secrets among 15,000 people? Come on. Uh, how do you, uh, you know, the, the, when it comes to, quote, unquote, aliens and stuff like that, you know, the whole theories, there's something called Project Blue Beam. Have you heard about that? And what are your thoughts about that? Fake uh, alien attack, return of uh, messiahs, and all that stuff. What do you, what's your take on that, either of you? Well, Project Blue Beam, I've heard about that 27 years ago. I mean, when's that ever going to happen, you know? <laughs> and, and the idea of false messiahs? We've been hearing about that in prophecy for 2,000 years. You know, that's to be expected. Yeah, what's interesting is is looking into some of the explanations from kind of the New Age perspective. There's a lot of people, like we talked about before, the age of Pisces, which is the fish god representing the fish. And then they talk about that we need to move into the age of Aquarius. Well, if you dig deep into that, uh a lot of those people, it's all an anti-Christian message. We need to get rid of this Christian. This is the old way of, of living. Get rid of these Christian views, this uh, you know black and white version of reality, and we need to move into this new realm where we create our own reality type of thing. You know, uh, the removing of the duality, they call it. Um, you know, the event horizon back in 2012, they were talking about this exact same thing there were groups of people getting together on different ley lines and in different points of the earth where they would do ritual rhythmic movements all together thinking that this would raise the consciousness of mankind and somehow remove all of the people on the earth who were believers in this old god there that's an actual thought process in the new age that that our alien brothers at some point are going to come and take away all the people caught up in this old paradigm. So those left behind will then evolve to this higher consciousness. And uh, in a way, it's almost kind of an explanation for a rapture type of event. And I know some Christians believe in the rapture. Some people believe in post-trib, pre-trib, that God's going to come rapture us all away. Um, I, I don't necessarily believe that. I think we may, uh, at some point, Christ is going to return. But I don't think uh, that it may happen before the tribulation. I'm kind of a wait-and-see person as far as that's concerned, but there are a lot of explanations from the esoteric point of view explaining the possibilities of these things happening, almost like preparing for them to happen, which is really strange. You have brought up the agnostic Bible. Your thoughts on that? The agnostic Bible. Didn't you bring or you no know, the book of Enoch? Sorry about that. The book of Enoch. Oh yeah, the book of Enoch. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really fascinating book to study. I mean, the Bible quotes the book of Enoch. It says, like, you know, as it says in the book of Enoch. But the book of Enoch is not part of Scripture, per se. Um, and, but if you look into, like, the Ethiopian Bible, it is part of their Scripture. And, uh, and the book of Enoch definitely backs up all the things that we talk about as far as the fallen angels, um, the... Uh, the uh, idea that these things were possibly intermingling in their seed with the, uh, with mankind to create possible strange hybrid offspring. You know, uh, this stuff is, you know, people believe different things about this, but I believe that, uh, that this was something happening before the flood. I don't think it's necessarily happening to this day. I think it's been replaced with uh, this eugenics, um, transhumanism idea where at some point they want to create a hive mind, upload everyone's consciousness. And in my mind, they could just create a black box and say, Hey, this thing has all of humanity's consciousness in it. And it could just basically be a fancy Ouija board in disguise, bleeping out all this information like a Ouija board does, but it really isn't the upload of people's consciousness. It's just a a demon posing as that. So who knows? Very interesting stuff. You guys got any more questions? Yeah. Actually, you did mention that you were trying to get abducted twice. What's the protocol? <laughs> like, how would you... you yeah, how do for, you get yeah, abducted? You leave cookies for Santa. What do you do for aliens? Well, <laughs> back then... I, my whole thing was creating aliens. I was sculpting this creature designer. So I wanted to see these things firsthand. So I was like, man, if, if I could just get abducted, then I could see these things, bring back the information. And I was just hoping that it would happen. I wasn't necessarily doing any rituals. Now, to say, now to speak on that, though, there is a group of people uh, called the CE5 uh, organization. They're doing close encounters of what they call the fifth kind with Dr. Stephen Greer. And what's very interesting about this is basically a seance. They basically perform seances and contact entities that then speak through people like channeled information, the same old story. So they're basically admitting this, so to speak. It's, it's, it's not just coming from Christians. These people are actually acting this out. And the same thing has happened with these DMT realms. Um, what's really interesting is you study the DMT experiences. A lot of people, uh, once they set their intent on going to Peru or wherever it is to have this DMT experiences and meet with a shaman, they'll actually talk about experiencing interactions with these entities in their dreams before they even go there and take part in these DMT rituals. They start before it ever happens, start having dreams with these entities. So, um, you know, that tells me that they're possibly, this is all the same beings, basically using different doorways to uh, contact people with the exact same messages. And it all eventually kind of wears off. That's the difference you see with people like Joe and myself who have been believers for, you know, decades is once we make this decision with Christ, it doesn't wear off. We don't, you know, we don't go back into the new age or whatever, but you'll see a lot of people that are in the new age or the occult or whatever uh, they'll try all these things and it wears off. Like they, they go take a deep DMT thing and they think, Hey, I've, I've answered all my problems. I have no more uh, uh, anxiety and broke all my drug habits, all these things. But then after six, eight months, you're like, I got to go back, man. I got to go deeper. And they go get caught deeper and deeper and deeper. And these entities tell them resist nothing. 
That's their, that's their goal. Do not resist anything. Do not be afraid. Let the serpent swallow you. Jump into the abyss. You know, they tell them to embrace this darkness because they believe, they tell people, if you embrace the darkness, that's when you'll find the light on the other side. So but I believe when you're embracing this darkness, you're actually asking these entities to enter you and becoming oppressed and be and possessed by demonic beings. So you, uh, it is of your belief that all psychedelics is like us, us wanting to see something. No, no, I think, well, I think, I think some of the psychedelics can act as doorways, um, but psychedelics, not all of them are spiritually, you know, um, some of it is just chemical reactions, of course, just like Joe was talking about with the uh, uh, sleep paralysis. Some of this stuff is just naturally occurring type things. So I'm not saying there's demons behind every little thing, but the bigger picture, the bigger thing that's um, organizing these things and like actually putting this information out, channeled messages, books, and having new age conferences, there's something behind that. Even the idea of an Illuminati, I don't think is necessarily that believable it's like it's more like it's all spiritual these people who aren't even connected are all being guided by these same entities but they aren't even connected humanly so they're arriving at the same conclusions they're working toward the same kind of uh same idea and messages of moving us toward this hive man mind transhuman type idea evolving us to this higher uh, realm but it's coming from different languages, different, uh, you know, belief systems. But that just backs up to me that these are being orchestrated by entities behind the scenes that are spiritual and interdimensional. Okay, final two questions here. Uh, one, I want to know, uh, are there multiple, I know there's God, there's Jesus, according to your research, but are there high-frequency beings out there that work for them and because uh, we hear multiple demons or low frequency demons are there multiple high frequency demons that are doing the work of god and the work of jesus joseph yeah absolutely i mean scripture talks about that there, there's an angelic realm that the bible talks about but the angelic realm is divided there's there's god's holy angels those are messengers for god Okay, in every instance you see in Scripture, when they show up, they're here to bring a message for God. Okay, then you have the fallen angels on the other side, and those are in war against God, and those are bringing messages of deception. They're bringing delusion. Um, you know, they're they're here to deceive humanity. So yes, there's there's both. There's there's you know ones that are doing bad and ones that are doing good. You have to be able to discern which one you're dealing with. And the only way you have, the only litmus paper you have for that is God's word. And, and God tells us that. That discernment comes through God's word. That tells you how to discern. Okay, and, and that's the only test we have. If you think you can do that on your own, you're not going to be able to. 
Yeah, First John 4, 1, if you go and read that, it tells you, Beloved, test the spirits, because not every spirit you're interacting with is of God, you know, and therefore test the spirits, and it tells you how to do that. It says, if an entity or if a being that you're interacting with, a spirit you're talking to, says that Jesus Christ has not come as God in the flesh, then he is not of God. And what you'll find is that's what these enti- these channeled spirits will never tell you. I have yet, and I've studied hundreds and hundreds of abductee channel messages. I have yet to find anyone who talks with a being that that channeled being claims that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They all come from a twisted version of an anti-Christian message. And that, to me, is beyond coincidence. You would think if it's all made up, and Christianity is just a joke and anybody can just make up anything that there'd be at least a handful of people out there saying, yeah, uh, you know, Jesus Christ is Lord and he also makes aliens. And that's the only way to, and Christianity is ruined somehow merging that. And I, I yet to find that. So, um, so have you, did you find any, uh, instances of a, someone who is into Islam, Judaism, that suddenly after this experience, became uh, 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 a follower of Christ? Yes. We have testimonies where people who, see, that's the thing about this modern world. It's hard to find anybody that has not heard about Jesus Christ, even if you've come from other religions, okay, or, or other belief systems. And once this information gets out there, and, you know, once it comes to a point where people are in a, a place that, What's it called? There used to be a saying, you know, when the bombs are coming down, there's 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 no such thing as a non-believer in the foxhole. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when, it, when you get to that point, when you're in true fear and in true truly distraught and you know and traumatized, and the only place to call out, you know, there's a lot of times that people will resort to that, and it may not be of their faith, but they're going to take that one last stab. You know, nothing else has worked for them, and. You don't have to be a believer for him to help you. But I tell you what, you will be after he does because you got the final convincing evidence you needed right there. You know, when God acts in your life, you become a believer. You know, that doubt is gone. Let me ask you one last thing. So everybody talks about getting probed in the, the, you know, the, the, the backside. Are they just making this up or are they just trying to make an excuse for what happened at some truck stop on some late night that they didn't want anyone to know about? No, they're not making it up. And it, I don't know about whether it happened at truck stops or not, but (laughs) remember it's a, it's an implanted memory. Okay. And I think the whole traumatic medical experience experience that they're having is a control aspect. It's, it's part of a, a mind control aspect to the whole scenario. It's part of getting him under control. Okay. I, I, I would understand add that as that well that that uh, is kind of backed up with the idea of the fallen angels and through the book of Enoch, where it talks about in the pre flood world that these fallen angels had sexual relations with uh, women and they created these hybrid offspring, you know, or at least Nephilim. Uh, they attempted this, yeah, they, they created the Nephilim, and that the Nephilim are these uh, demonic spirits that we see roaming around, and some of them are still chained in the abyss until their appointed time that God looses them to do whatever they're supposed to do. But it's, um, 
it's interesting because it's it's not just the uh, like I said the Christian realm, but it's these other realms that are kind of admitting these things, and all these things are kind of coming to fruition. Joe and I have been trying to get this information out. 20 plus years and just in the last like year or two it's amazing how much how many more opportunities or how many doorways you know like this show uh that that god is opening up so i just really want to thank you guys for the opportunity of having us on and allowing us to spread this information because we really truly think this is um the unwanted piece of the the puzzle and that god is the glue that holds all these pieces of the puzzle together, these paranormal realms, these, you know, mysterious things that we all like investigating. Um, you know, the Bible is the guidebook to these things, in, in my opinion. So forget what you've been told about it. Investigate it for yourself and read it, like Joe said, for what it says. Take, take it for what it is. Don't, don't believe what you've been told about it. All right, final question. We see a lot of people are talking about this vaccination is shish kebabs your DNA in the Bible. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's a lot of talk about how precious our DNA is. Do you guys feel like this is all part of this war that's going on to just brace basically destroy how precious our DNA is? Joseph. I don't. Okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, I lean toward that possibility just because if you study the transhuman realm, that's what they're all about is kind of, uh, you know, changing us into non-humans. And, you know, I think that's kind of what the whole trans movement is about, isn't making women into men and men into women. It's about making humans into non-humans and the idea that we can create our own reality, create who we are and then live forever on this earth by uplating our consciousness or, or perhaps changing our DNA with, with CRISPR and some of these things. If you look into, you know, the quantum computing realm and people like Jordy Shell, they're admitting these higher up guys are admitting they're interacting with entities of some sort. He, he calls them the fallen ones and that they are like the great old ones uh, talked about by HP Lovecraft and they don't really care about you one way or another, but they have got information to to offer us, so to speak. So there's some really weird mergings of technology and spirituality and, and manipulating DNA to make us non-human. And if you look throughout history, there's a lot of these societies that have fallen. It always gets to this point, and then there becomes this androgynous kind of movement where androgyny is kind of embraced as a whole. That's another fascinating thing that's happening to our society as a whole is this anti-masculine androgynous kind of acceptance which i think is a spiritual issue as well all right all right i understand so uh real quick gentlemen it's been a great interview thank you so much for coming on uh joseph can you tell them where they can find you our listeners our my website is www.ce the number four research.com CE the number four research.com. It will be in the link, so go check that out. And ARC, where they can find you? Uh, destinylab.com. And then if you want to check out our podcast and our videos, most of that is on our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash destiny lab. Um, we, we, like I said, I've got a podcast where we dig into the stuff for two, three hour podcasts as well. So, um, 
that's about it. All right, gentlemen, I can't thank you enough for this very interesting episode. I look forward to hearing, uh, seeing how everybody uh, uh, takes your information. It's going to be very exciting, and I know they're going to love it. The Swarm, I can't wait to hear their reaction to it. So, again, thank you so much for coming on. I know uh, it might be late wherever you are, so I appreciate that, and hopefully we'll do it again soon, everybody, okay? Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you, you. guys, and I love you, Swarm. Let us know what you think of the episode, and I hope to see you in Phoenix next week. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.